hello hello well done guys we're almost two weeks into lockdown dose keep the faith keep the heads only three or four weeks now and we'll be fine won't we we will be fine um cases have been lower than normal under a thousand there the last few days which is good i mean look it's something to kind of be kind of hopeful about the only thing is you know they they said they might review it after four weeks so maybe we only have two weeks left then the cases are going to go back up again and we'll be in lockdown on january 1st but who cares as long as we have christmas guys isn't that it um anyways i hope your halloween was good bit of a weird one this year obviously um although i did see a lot of people dressing up online and stuff which is good there are some great costumes on twitter and stuff and a few of my friends in america i saw them dress up so that was good um more worryingly in ireland i, I you know i did hear from a few people about people that they knew that have been going drinking and just meeting up with loads of people and stuff and to you i say um cop the fuck on come on like look we're all we're all going through the same thing no no we're not we're all going through different lockdowns i suppose everyone has their own shit but we're all making sacrifices so just come on just another few weeks i mean i haven't seen my girlfriend now in two two or three weeks two weeks and that makes me extremely sad but you just gotta do other things with your time you know um get involved with a mafia group family who dress up like they're from the 1920s escape them like i did but you know join them and 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 just enjoy that part of your life that new phase of your life um i feel bad for the kids all right that haven't been that weren't able to go trick-or-treating probably looking forward to that you know all year really when you're a child all you want is schwitz you can't have them all the time but then halloween comes and you can have as many as you want it's mecca it's valhalla for a child (laughs) Um, imagine that version of Valhalla as a child um, one thing I would recommend you to do is um, go on YouTube and follow um, Clissair I think that's how you pronounce it, pronounce it. Um, It's her name's Claire anyways, Claire Cullen I think but she's a YouTube vlogger and blogger and she's on those tri channels and stuff and she's very good but she has good uh, vlog about Halloween and Ireland or Ireland's kind of role in Halloween like that it came from Ireland, Samhain, you know, the Pagan Festival, Celtic Pagan Festival, so uh, go check that out on YouTube, definitely, and follow her as well, she's she's very, very good. What did you do for Halloween? Let me know. How did you celebrate it? Um, did you dress up? What did you dress up as? What is the best Halloween costume you've ever seen? Now, I'll give you a few of my ones. Um, I, now, I hope nobody cancels me for this one, but I dressed up as I was one of those guys who dressed up as a woman in college. And I didn't wear a wig or anything. I just went my normal hair, bit of makeup, dress and stuff. Absolutely fantastic night. I was grabbed by both sexes all night and I was extremely drunk and it was I never felt more appreciated. And then in second year I got really into wearing suits. Um not I wasn't one of those dickheads that walked around during the day in a suit. But any night out that presented the opportunity to wear a suit, I wanted to wear a suit. Like race day in college, I might even go to the races, but I'll go in the suit that night. 
and it was just a cheap done suit you know it wasn't uh it wasn't a fancy suit by any means but i just wanted to get a bit dressed up but all the lads were dressing up as uh i think they were dressing up as the a team and me and another fella were like fuck we'll just throw on the old suits there bit of face paint and you know what a fucking night a great night i don't need to dress up as a, a fictional character just throw a suit on bit of face paint you'll be you'll be grand um and then in America, <laughs> and I don't often dress up now, like, even though I love it, you know, it doesn't really present the opportunity, um, in America, I dressed up as a pirate, and it was literally just clothes I had, it was just, you know, it was, a I had a bandana, bought a bandana in the shop, right, a shirt I bought in, um, the thrift shop, just kind of opened the f- first four or five buttons on that, um, a pair of shorts, and I shaved my beard into a goatee and I got rat arse drunk and my only memory from that night is being carried home from the bar in the middle of this American town, upstate New York, by um, the president of the International Students Union on my left, uh, Javier, and the right, uh, some guy from like the, not the West Indies now, but he was some, sorry, some Caribbean island, I can't remember his name, but he just smiled at me and nodded and I was like, it's okay buddy, and I was like, thank you so much guys I can walk from here and they're like no you can't we picked you up off the floor I was like oh, thank you so much <laughs> you know I was just playing up to the character like you know I just drank rum got really drunk and um, you know robbed a few small boats in the ocean Um, it was a great great Halloween Um, but yeah instead I'd just tell you about that Um, so without further ado this week I know it's the 2nd of November and I know I'm two days late, but let's. I'm going to talk a bit about horror movies because I didn't do it last week. Why not? Who and bringing us in as always, and stick around till the end if you want to hear some more of Rusty Gray. Here he is bringing us in, Rusty Gray. I done seen all of these movies. I done read reviews, but all these other critics leave me less amused. I still need opinions. I'm just messing, dude. But it's gotta come from the projection room. Yeah. All right, let's talk about horror movies what the fuck would possess a person to watch a movie and scare themselves into just being paranoid for the rest of the night it has to be I'm, I'm, I think I think I can say although I would say that it's probably my least favourite genre of movie I think it would be like, I'm not, obviously, like, I would never lie, I love rom-coms, love thrillers, the uh, dramas, no, if it's, uh, if it's just, a, it's, if it's just a drama, like, if that's it, you know, if it's a comedy, a, a drama comedy, fine, drama, rom-com, I could do that, but if it's just a drama, and it's kind of flat, and that's it, can't do that, horrors I'll watch, though, that's the thing, I don't enjoy them, so I'm just gonna say it, they're, I would not, if I went into a cinema and it was a choice between a horror and a rom-com, rom-com all day. Horror and uh, comedy, probably pick the comedy. And I would never go in on my own. That's the thing. If someone, I was with someone and they were like, come on, let's go to the horror movie. Come on, it'll be good. I'll be like, grand, okay, let's go. I'll go go for you. And it's not for me, obviously. But it does take a while and even at home, no. Someone will have to suggest the horror movie. Someone will have to put it on and say, come on, let's watch a scary movie. And I'll be like, okay, fine. But I don't want to watch it. And I'll let you know 
by staring at you and shaking my head throughout. And people who I've watched movies with know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to talk a bit about horror movies that I've seen and maybe play a few YouTube clips of them. I think you have to be in a certain mood for a horror movie. You couldn't watch a horror movie in the middle of the day. Like, you know, when you're sitting at home, you turn on Sky Movies and you're flicking through and there's nothing on, you come on to horror. You couldn't watch that on your own during the day. You, I think you have to watch a horror movie with someone else. You can't... It's not like a comedy. You can throw on a comedy and sit back and chill out or a rom-com, just sit back and watch it. Horror movies and probably thrillers as well, you might need to watch them with somebody, like... I mean, I couldn't, I've seen some tweets, people saying like, oh, you know, just going to throw on another horror movie to scare myself silly. Uh, why do I do it? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, are you, do you live alone? Is this person living alone? And if so, like, they're the bigger psycho for fucking doing that. Like, that's odd, like. And look, if you do it and you disagree with me, tell me. And tell me your thought process because I, I just couldn't, it wouldn't be me. Would not be me. Um, so like, I think as well when you're, like I remember going to horror movies when I was a teenager with my girlfriend at the time, and I don't think either of us were like big into horror movies. I definitely wasn't. I can't really remember if she wanted to go, but I think it was like a thing that couples did, you know, and even working in the cinema, I used to see it like couples would be coming up. And not just teenagers, obviously, but, you know, any couple. And the guy would also be like, oh, I have to drag her along. And it's like, why don't you just go to the fucking comedy that's on at the same time? Like, why are you why are you subjecting your poor wife to this or vice versa? Like, why are you subjecting your poor husband to this? Like, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know why we drag. I don't know why in couples people go to horror movies if they don't enjoy them. And I suppose it's just going to the movies too, like I maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I definitely remember like this was especially true for Paranormal Activity 3. So it was myself, the girlfriend, and my friend and his girlfriend at the time. And it was just, a, it was one of those things that like, oh, it's a double date, like, oh, let's go and watch a scary movie and scare the shit out of each other. You know, it was just an odd, it's just, it is a weird thing when you think about it, like. Because I'd gone to like Paranormal Activity 1 and 2 and with like groups of friends. Like that, that's what you do. You go, let's go to the horror movie. We'll scare the shit out of each other. Oh my God, it's going to be like, that's what you do when you're a teenager. And then it's weird that you bring it into the relationship. I don't know why I'm so and an- analyzing this so much. But I do remember Paranormal Activity 3 and sitting in the cinema. And I wasn't going to be making any moves on her because I was scared shitless. And I was paralyzed with fear. Um, my buddy was in the exact same boat, although it was funny, <laughs> halfway through the movie, these two guys got up and left, and they were around our age, and he turned to me, and my, my friend Shane, if he's listening though, um, <laughs> and he turned and goes, pussies, <laughs> and there's me like, shaking with fear, going, yeah, fucking pussies, <laughs> but even like now, I'll still be like that, I, I do remember Paranormal Activity 1, Seeing that with a group of friends, that was terrifying. That was ju- that was new, like, you know what I mean? Because before that, I think all the horror movies I had seen were just, you know, your standard gore. There was a bit of jump scares in them and a bit of the unknown, but it was mainly focused on the jump scare was somebody jumping out at you and 
smashing something or killing someone or dismembering somebody. Whereas with paranormal activity, like one, two, three, the ones I saw and like insidious and stuff, it was and the conjuring and conjuring two, it's all about like what's going on in the background. Your eyes are constantly searching the screen for a flicker of movement or a face or something about to happen and you're always looking in the wrong place and then something comes out at you and that it's like the fear of the unknown is the the, the modern horror i suppose but um yeah so like paranormal activity um three is the one that i kind of remember the most because it's the most recent one and that was terrifying when the scene where it's towards the end and everything's happening and and i think it's the dad has the camera and his wife is being possessed and she's thrown down the stairs and then he's like running around the kitchen and he looks out into the like the back garden and it's just like five or six old women kind of walking across the garden towards him and they're part of some cult so so terrifying absolutely terrifying Paranormal Activity 2, the funniest moment. Um, there was some kind of like moments when you're with your friends, you know, you'll start laughing at stuff. Like if you were watching it on your own, you'd probably shit your pants. But when you're with your friends, you're you're so shocked and so scared that you all start laughing. And when somebody laughs, the rest of you laugh. Like I remember going to, I think with Paranormal Activity 2 with my buddy Jer and a few other friends. And like, was it the mom gets dragged all the way down the stairs by her foot and then down into the basement and the basement door shuts. Really traumatic scene, but it was just the fact that it went on so long <laughs> that it was just like the camera all over the house followed her down like the stairs getting pulled and then down into the basement and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Although the best part of Paranormal Activity 2 was I actually saw it twice for some reason. I went with one group of friends one week and then next week I went with another group of friends and I was I was extremely popular in high school, you know. All the boys wanted to, to be me and all the girls wanted to be with me. And it was just such a tough time um, to juggle everything, you know. I'd go with the, to the movies one week with one person and the next week with another person. It was crazy times. Crazy times. Absolutely brilliant. Loved every second of it. No, but um, I went with one group. And then the second week I went with another group of friends. And I was sitting next to my friend Kelly. And... I had seen it and she knew this and there was a scene coming up like and she was like oh she was terrified like you know she's like me but I had the 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 good I had the advantage of seeing it before so I knew what was coming up so I was bracing myself and she must have felt like me next to her like brace and she goes oh my god what's gonna happen and I was like literally nothing like she was like are you serious I was like I promise you a cup falls out of the thing it's the big scare and she was like oh thank god and she relaxed and two seconds later (laughs) The whole kitchen explodes. <laughs> it was absolute. It was worth it. Like worth it for the fucking smack in the air, my god. Anyway, but um, I think that's the best thing about going watching horror movies when you're in your teenage years. Like you know, you're going with a great group of friends and it's a bit of crack. Whereas when you're older, and maybe when you're watching it with your partner now, like if you know if if you don't like horror movies and if they do, then you're just kind of sitting there absolutely terrified. And it's just horrible, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but yeah, no. Paranormal activities too kind of changed the game, didn't they? Though they did, they, they like. I think the first one came out was it two thousand nine, something maybe two thousand ten. I'm not sure, but that was like when, the like the fear of the unknown. Like, okay, something is going to come out and slap bang in the middle of uh, of nothing, but it's the little flickers and the 
like the doors creaking oh stop like I absolutely I could have soiled myself on numerous occasions I could have I did no I didn't I did did I did I I don't know I don't know and then kind of the next ones I remember watching was Insidious 1 and I do not like Insidious like I think it's a great horror movie the, the fucking sleep paralysis, like, I think that most people have probably had, like, sleep paralysis in some shape or form over the years, um, I know, it's just, you know, if people haven't, and they don't know what it is, it's when you fall asleep, but you're not fully asleep, like, you're a part, you're, you're kind of half awake, like, and you can see everything that's going on around you, but you can't move your body, and you, you're, you know, you're half asleep, you're not asleep. It's kind of tough to, it's tough to kind of describe. Like, it happened to me once or twice, and it, it's always happened when I'm lying on my back. And I read up on it, like, so it's, you, apparently if you stay in the same, you can train yourself to do this, by the way, but there are, like, side effects of seeing fucking demons at the end of your bed. So if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to see demons at the end of your bed, possibly don't do this. And I've never seen any demons thank the good lord up in heaven but i have like been terrified being unable to move and it it is scary but like apparently if you lie in the same spot like on your back for 20 30 minutes and as you feel yourself kind of drifting off to try and stay awake try and stay awake and eventually you'll fall into this lucid dreaming kind of half asleep half awake in both worlds at the same time state now, some people apparently have been able to train themselves to, you know, control their dreams. That's lucid dreaming when you can, you know you're in a dream. But a lot of people end up kind of undershooting it or overshooting it and just with sleep paralysis. And my own experience of it is just literally lying on my back for some reason. Never tried to do it, but you know when you're... Maybe I was on my phone or something, and just the way I was looking at it, I ended up in this kind of state of sleep paralysis. And it's terrifying. Like, you can't move. I couldn't move. And event- it's it was like there was a lead weight, like, on my head. And I had to, like, push against it to get move my head or move my arm. It was like something was pinning me down. But there was nothing actually, like, you know, I didn't see any demons or anything on top of me. Thank fuck. And I, I've said this to my brothers, and I've said this to Katie, I've said this to anybody who would listen when I've said it. I think that if I saw a ghost, or if I was confronted with a demon spirit, I dropped it a fright. I, was, I think I would I would just, my heart would explode with fear. I, I'm fully sure. Like, fight or flight, just add in a third option of um, spontaneously combust. I think that's what I would do. I wouldn't be able to fight. I wouldn't be able to run. I'd be rooted to the spot. Neville Longbottom, <laughs> Harry Potter, and the Philosopher's Stone. Petrificus Totalis. That's the way I would be. Rooted to the spot. Would not be able to move. And would probably die of fright. And, you know, I read about it in books. Like, I think older authors used to have that as, like, uh, uh, the Redwall series. I remember Brian Jack. Um, he's a Liverpool man and he wrote the red wall series if anybody knows him they're like um <clears throat> forest animals and um like you know mice and rabbits and stuff and they're like in medieval times and they're fighting and they're 
kingdoms and everything. It's, they're fucking unreal for kids' books. Um, but he had a lot of that where he wouldn't have any, like, wouldn't have any gory deaths. But if someone was to die, someone that you hated, he'd have them die by fright. And I used to be like, oh my god, that is such a wicked power to have. To scare someone to death. And I think that's what had happened to me. If, if a malevolent spirit presented itself to me, I'd probably die. But anyways, um, Insidious 1, um, the reason I didn't like Insidious 1 was because the character's name that was taken by the spirits, his, his name was Dalton. It was his first name, but... You know, I, I have a kind of a... I feel like I'm a kindred spirit of every Dalton in the world. Like Declan Dalton and the Cork team. Um, I have your back, Declan. If you're ever in a fight in town, just give me a call. Rapik and Rambler, I'm, I'm on Twitter. If you need anything sorted out. If you need a poem written for a loved one, just give me a call. Free of charge for you. Um, Andy Dalton. I think he's with the Texas Cowboys now in the NFL. Um, used to be with the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, have all the time in the world for Andy, my third cousin. He's not my third cousin at all, but he's a Dalton. And so when I saw this character, Dalton, be taken over by a spirit and, um, you know, almost taken to, to, to hell to suffer for eternity, you know, I felt that in my bones, like, you know, I felt it. I felt for little Dalton and, you know, as another Dalton, I just didn't want to, you know, didn't want to watch it, but I did. And he was okay in the end, I think. You know, spoiler alert, um, after the fact. So that was another, the Insidious one was another one where, like, it was Fear of the Unknown. And, like, I remember Patrick Wilson <clears throat> was the dad. And he's walking through, like, um, this lucid dreaming world. And he doesn't know if there's going to be around the corner a fucking demon or what's going on. But it's absolutely terrifying. Um, so, so terrifying. And then my most memorable experience of going to the movies and watching it a horror was again with my friend Shane um and we went to see <laughs> we went to see Conjuring 2 and for some I, he made me go he made me go and I'm I'm not placing the blame on him, on him well I am like but it's it's true because I did not want to go but he made me go and you know I worked in the cinema so we went in for free that was great and it was absolutely terrifying like that's one no where the fear of the unknown it is like you know and Patrick Wilson is in that he's in the Conjuring 1 the Conjuring 2 and Annabelle comes home he's really after going into the horror industry but you know it's the story of the haunting of a house in England in the 80s or the 60s or the 70s or something The that's where the nun you know that movie the nun as well that's where this character comes from that is haunting this house or trying to attack um, Ed Warren and who Patrick Wilson plays but The Conjuring 2, I remember, like, in, in the cinema. So me and Shane were sitting on the front. It was actually fairly full screen. And we were sitting, like, really near the front for some... Oh, because it was so busy. And I just did not like that either. But I was watching it through the cracks of my fingers. While also trying to eat popcorn. Which wasn't really working. So I would go through stages of enjoying my popcorn. And then trying not to fucking cry. So I was watching it through the cracks of my fingers. I look over... And Shane is watching it, and but he has his hands over his ears. It's the sounds that are getting him. We're both sitting there, enjoying it, but not enjoying it. And I was wondering, what are we doing with ourselves on a fucking... <laughs> I think it was a Saturday afternoon. I was like, we should go drinking or something. <laughs> but absolute madness. 
Um, tried watching Conjuring 1 the other day, and it's absolutely terrifying. Me, my brother Sean put it on, and my girlfriend called me in the middle of it, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, are you busy? I was like, oh, I'm watching the movie, sure, look, it's okay, like, you know, I'll watch it some other time. I was delighted. I was like, why did you not ring me 20 minutes earlier when the fucking movie started? <laughs> but it's absolute, I'm going to have to watch it again, but with the lads, like, I'm not watching my own. I'm not watching it on my own. I'm watching it with someone else. Because if I watched it on my own, I'd actually... I think I might die of fright. That's the way the spirits will get me. But Conjuring 1, that is on um, Netflix as well. Brilliant, brilliant. For the, the first 20, 30 minutes I saw, like it is absolutely terrifying. The Conjuring movies are fantastic. I think James Wan directs them. Like, he, he's just a master of the art. But um, that's Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. They're very good in these movies. Like they're, I do like the way the Conjuring's go. Like it's horror, horror, horror. Then you're telling a story. It's not just two and a half hours of, you know, silently shitting yourself. It's um, it's you know, a bit of terror, and then you're also getting, you know, your you're also getting, like, a bit of story and a bit of drama, a bit of something going forward, like, you know. Um, and then I was thinking of, like, other movies that I've seen that I wouldn't... Not that I wouldn't class them as horrors, but because they're from directors that mightn't, you know, or have actors in them that I wouldn't associate with horror movies that I didn't even think of when I was doing this. But, like, for example, like, Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, like, he's after, you know... Everyone knows who he is now because he's been so successful with his couple of horror movies. So, obviously, um, Get Out from 2017. Uh, that is a fantastic movie with uh, Daniel Kaluuya. You know him from... Um, you know him from, from Get Out, obviously, but also from Black Panther. And um, that's a brilliant movie. And then his follow-up to that was Us, the horror movie from last year. Um, which was stars Lupita Inyango, and um, she was in that. Like she was fantastic in it. That was a great movie. That was that was a fantastic movie. That was actually really really good, and the story was fantastic. Like as I said, I'm not a fan of just sitting there for two hours, just getting the shit scared out of me. I want something like interesting and a bit of story in it as well, you know. And that's you can find that in Get Out and um, Us as well, and whatever he's going to bring out in the future, I'm sure is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, but definitely check those out if you can. I'm not sure where you can watch those online, or if you can. I'm sure they will come on like some streaming service eventually. I think maybe Get Out is on Netflix or Amazon Prime, one or the other. Another one I remember watching, and it's because of the actor and always a woman in the woman in black, the first one. I remember watching that? That's Daniel Radcliffe. Check that out if you can. That's a brilliant horror as well. Um, and then one that I had completely forgotten about was A Quiet Place. It's again the actor, like John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. I would never associate them with horror movies, but it is. It's it's a psychological thriller, I suppose as well. But it is a horror movie at the end of the day. A Quiet Place. Um, and the second one is coming out. Killian Murphy is in that. Killian Murphy, one of Cork's favourite sons. Check that out next year. And then this is one that, at the start of the year, I did a blog post called um, The Top 10 Films of 
the the you know the the last decade and i'm nearly 100% sure my memory serves me correctly that i put crimson peak in there um starring tom hiddleston uh, jessica chastain and i remember seeing it in the movies went to it i think I, I did i go there on my own or no i think i brought someone a fantastic movie really really good um just a really interesting movie like uh by Guillermo del Toro and I know like he has Pan's Labyrinth and a lot of different really stylish movies but this one this one was fantastic it was really really well shot and really well made um but those are my kind of recommendations so I'll go through them again and I know I didn't start out by saying those are recommendations but you know kind of halfway through I was like oh these could be recommendations so here you go so if if you're not mad into horror but you're thinking of maybe giving it a shot, you should check out the following ones. So, like, the Paranormal Activity ones. Watch them with people. Don't watch any of these on your own, you fucking crazy bastard. And the Insidious movies, Patrick Wilson is set to direct, um, I think, the fourth and fifth installments. There's three out already, or there's possibly four, I'm not sure. Um, The Conjurings, um, fantastic. But watch them with people. Watch them with at least one other person. Um, the Nun is another good one. It's not as good as the other ones, but it's still scary as balls. Um, watch Get Out and Us. Definitely, definitely watch them. Um, the Woman in Black. There's a second one of that. I'm not sure if it's any good, but the first one is brilliant. Daniel Radcliffe's in it. Um, brilliant, brilliant movie. Um, A Quiet Place with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Definitely check that out. And Crimson Peak. If you can find that, watch that. It's it's it is a horror movie. But it's just a really stylish movie. And it's it's a really well done movie. So check those out. Those are my some of my recommendations. And um I'll try and throw up like some of the trailers for them and maybe some movie reviews of them during the week so that you can check those out too. Okay. No, just before um we leave it there for uh this Monday. A little shorter than usual. Um but as I said, you know, stick around, you might hear more from Rusty Gray. And, you know, last week I did, the I had Megan Maguire's song on uh, Far Off Shores. M- you know, mo- one of my favourite songs from her, and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that people listen. If you haven't listened, just go skip to the end of last week's podcast. It's at the very, very end, uh, about 45 minutes or something. So check her out and check her out on YouTube. But this week... I'm going to give the limelight, or the spotlight, to the main man who has been supporting the podcast with his intro and outro and just sharing it around and stuff. And I'm extremely grateful to him and extremely grateful for him. But here is Rusty Gray. So I went a bit into the archives and from almost a year ago, uh, his One Take Wednesday with Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Just feast your ears. Feast your fucking ears on this and go check him out on youtube twitter facebook instagram and just support him anyway you can follow him on spotify buy his stuff on apple music he's unbelievable here's rusty gray with the ring of fire guys have a great week you know i'll talk to you on instagram have a fucking good one bye bye this is the rap peak and rambler yeah. signing yeah. off Stuck in this rat race, they cheese while we bleed Stuffing their fat face from fees that we see Cutting their cat ways, they leave us on knees And they treat us like dogs that they breed, then they flee uh. 
In the city where you need two jobs to live And you can't catch a break, ain't no bone to give No insurance or endurance to withhold your gift So you gotta be cold or you fold and dip And there's all this crime and these people dying Cause there ain't nothing new on the news But the blues and the clues from these fools That'll never speak their truth And we stuck with the booze just to try to get us loose But that's part of the truth Making sure that we still lose And it burns, burns, burns When you under all the fire trying to make a living wage And you got minor desires but you gotta get paid Cause the ring of fire is the world we live in Poor get poor, can't afford to glisten Listen, make decisions Upper class will enhance your vision Down, down, and the high get higher We surround our grounds with this ring of fire